0: Welcome to the Thinking About Podcast, your digital equivalent to late-night chats with good friends that keep you thinking. I'm Kirstie, and together we'll join interesting people for deep, meaningful conversations that will help elevate our lives, leave us with actionable outcomes, and keep us thinking for days to come. Hello, and welcome back to the Thinking About Podcast. I am your host, Kirstie, if we have not yet met, and it's very nice to meet you. Today, we are diving into the kept me thinking part of the concept. My first ever solo episode. You will hear from me maybe once a month, maybe sooner, if there's something that we really need to talk about between them. But either way, I think that this is a fun opportunity to really take in the aspect of what makes this podcast special, if I can say that. If you're new here and haven't heard the full story of how this podcast came to be, the concept comes from deep chats with friends that keep you thinking long after they're over. These are conversations I have often with friends, something that has been happening more often in person lately, which has been filling my heart with joy and my brain with ideas. So today we'll dive into some of the themes that came up from the last three episodes. If you have not yet caught them, They were with Jacqueline Foster, who talked about elevating your life, Terry and Sarah from Females Who Side Hustle, and also Save Her Seat, which is an amazing podcast that you should listen to, who talked about side hustles, the idea of balance, so many things, business BFF. And then we talked to Caitlin, aka Consciously Kate, who talked about living in alignment with your cycle and what that meant for movement, rest, joy, living, working, all of the things. So if you have not yet listened to those three episodes, I think that you should pause this right now, I will wait here for you, and then come back to it once you've done that. The guests on this episode covered a lot of different topics, but there were some similar similarities that I think came through and have been keeping me thinking for a few weeks since I last recorded them, and we can break them down together. So if you haven't listened yet and are, at all, are all interested in this content, pause this, go back, check them out. We'll be here when you get back. And if you have and you thought about similar aspects or anything from the episodes that got you thinking, send me a DM on Instagram at Podcast, or I don't know, right into the show with a carrier pigeon or something. Okay, so let's dive into this and we will recap all of the things that matter. Let's start with two themes that I think have made huge impacts for me since I had these conversations. The first one is time management, kind of a bundle. I'll get into that in a second. And then the second one is rest let's talk time management. Time management is also included within the conversations that we listen to about balancing, about juggling, etc. And it has driven me to some conversations about time batching with folks because I think that that's an actionable step that I've been seeing a lot. It seems doable. I hear about it on podcasts all the time and it seems like something that aligns with how my mind works. I'm very rule-driven, type A, anything you want to call it or name it, Um, so anything that tells me what to do or has a rule or as my partner talks about, um, has homework associated with it is in the cards for me. So if you are like that, here are some things that I've learned. So the first one came out of the conversation with the ladies from Fouiche. They actually have talked about this on their podcast a lot. And if you are interested at all in any kind of side hustle or entrepreneurship or anything of that nature, please listen to their podcast. I have gotten so much out of it. I'm sorry to be plugging all of this information again, but it really, truly has made such an impact on my life. They talk a lot about planning your week on a Sunday specifically, and that's something that I have been doing. I want to say I heard about it on their podcast. They did bring it up on our episode, but it makes it easier to see where everything is. This is just time batching in general. It doesn't have to be on a Sunday, but when you do that, you not only can balance where things are throughout your week so that you can try and make space for yourself, which I'll talk about in a second. But it also gives you an opportunity to say no and set boundaries, which is something that I'm very bad at doing. I'm getting better. (laughs) It's a work in progress, as I'm sure it is for many. But I think that having all of that laid out and you're like, oh, I actually can't do that because I'm doing X, Y, Z, or everything is really full. I'm not going to be able to do this. Is here to be able to say no to things when you literally can't because you can see how much time you have in your day or your week. So that's been something that has been very impactful for me. I've also spoken to a few people. Shout out to Nicole and Craig for sharing their values of time blocking with me and something that came up when we were chatting about this was leaving more time in your calendar for what you think. So I was talking to my friend Robin's partner and we were talking about time blocking and his was very well spread out. And that was so different than mine (laughs) because mine is just back to back to back, checklist of a thousand things. That's kind of how my brain works. We're working on reframing it all, but it's busy and he was saying that when you do that and you have it all laid out then you actually always feel like you're failing because you don't necessarily have the content that you need or you're never getting through everything so leaving and because life happens cue that again tattoo that on my forehead life happens Kirstie, plans do not always go the way that they're supposed to that is okay a lesson that I'm trying to learn. But when you leave space for life to happen around the time blocking that you're doing, it can actually make an impact on your stress levels, your ability to finish things, your ability to relax at the end of the night because you have finished those things. All of that kind of comes together when it comes to how time blocking works successfully for people. So in the manner of balancing, juggling, etc. I do that. I work full time. I do freelance on the side. I have a podcast which I decided to launch in the busiest time of my life and I also try and have a social life as much as I can. It is a lot but time batching or writing down what I'm going to be doing or having a weekly plan or whatever you want to call it has been super helpful. So I'm still perfecting. (laughs) Can you perfect? I'm not sure, but I'm still kind of working with how it works best for me, whether it works well in a Google calendar, whether it works well in my weekly Notion to-do list. If you ever want to see that, let me know. Love to talk Notion. I think it's a work in progress that is making an impact for me, so it is something that I will continue to do and try and find more opportunities to get better at it as I go. The next piece that really stuck out to me in terms of just like balancing your lifestyle, balancing your life, whatever, was making adjustments based on where you're at. So this came from the cycle sinking episode. It also came up in the other two. Sarah and Terry talked about it as well in the hustle conversation of like hustle is not 24-7. It can be times when you're very much pushing towards the hustle and then also you get to relax after that happens so you can like cut back or go harder in certain places at different times in different parts of of your world or different cups as they said which I think is important and then Kate just brought that thinking for me even further by talking about cycle syncing and how your energy and your hormones change over if you're a menstruator change over time and you can actually align your life with that which was like I get that people know that, but honestly, it was so mind-blowing to me, especially just based on the last couple of years of my life. I just think that that's incredible to think about and to live your life that way. So I am trying to be more cognizant of it. I did start tracking my cycle. So thank you, Kate. And if you're going to do that, I think that seems to be the first step. Uh, If you want to, you can check out her Befriend Your Body course with me and we can do that together. But anyways, that was a big tangent. Really, it's just thinking about making adjustments on where you're at. So knowing that it's not all life or death, you don't have to get everything done tonight. If you need to take a minute, take a minute, take a rest, try it out, or switch up your times if you are in a more energetic space, or a less energetic space, or a more energetic part of your cycle. Just making those shifts to how you're doing things can be really impactful in the way that you are showing up and doing the many things that are part of your life. And then the next one is reflecting back on the pieces. I think that when it comes to doing a lot of things especially if you listen to the Fleish episode. Terry talked about juggling. She had a really good juggling analogy. Honestly, go back and listen to it. I will be so mad if you don't because it was so good and so meaningful to me because Balance is just like in every book that I read, in every podcast that I listen to, in every show that I'm watching. Probably not show because it's, let's say, webinar. But anyways... It's something that comes up a lot and Terry challenged it by saying, is it a balance or is it a juggle? And what realistically is balance anyways? So that kind of feeds into that thing about putting all of your effort into one section and then having a time to rest or putting some extra impact into this part of your life and you give the other one a bit of a rest and then you move back and forth. And I think if you don't do that, which I'm known for... (laughs) she whispers to herself you actually get stuck in a place where it just feels like you're constantly trying to achieve something and you're not getting there and I think that that is a victim that I fall to a lot but it's being a victim to your to-do list that's never ending and you never have priorities or not priorities but It just, there's so many things that you just constantly feel like you're not achieving because you're not doing a thousand things at a time. I know that some people who are not Enneagram 3s the way that I am uh, are listening to this probably. I can think of one and being like, "Mm, I never do that. I applaud you and I wish that I was the same. But anyway, I digress. So the point of this is that on top of the... Balancing act or the juggling act that you're doing, or the to do list that you've made, you need to reflect back on those pieces. You need to take time to see what's working well and what you've done well because that's it, doesn't just seem like constant failure or a constant to do list or a constant need to drive to perform better or more or whatever. When you actually take the time to celebrate the wins. In my job, we do something called OKRs, which are objectives and key results, which blew my mind when I first heard about them. There's a really good book, mostly about Google, I believe. I'll put it in the show notes, maybe if I can think of it, that I listen to if you are interested in this. So we do quarterly goals and every quarter we set them and then we have mid midway points and it drives our work. And then we get to the end of the quarter and we do a recap and everyone goes through what their goals were, what their key objectives were and how they measured up to it and what they learned through the process, which is brilliant. I love that. I think that it's great, and it has been very impactful in terms of my work. And so we were doing that at the end of this quarter, so at the beginning of April, and I was like, oh, why don't I do that for life? <laughs> like, Why don't I just try that out and see what happens? So I did, and it felt so good. I made a list of accomplishments of things that had happened in my personal, my professional, my freelance, all of those things, including starting this podcast, and it was all wins that I had made in that time. And they were big wins, like starting a podcast, they were small wins, like I worked out X number of times that week, whatever. But it all added up into things that I was doing. And then I actually took time to write it out and celebrate myself and be like, oh, I actually have done all of these great things rather than just constantly thinking about the things that I had to accomplish. So that is my wisdom to you <laughs> for the week is try out your win report for Q1 or even for this week or whatever it is that you can fit time in for because I think that it makes a really incredible aspect of how you're moving towards things. We get really caught up. Maybe people are shifting away from this because I feel like I've seen that kind of happen in the last little while uh, when it came to New Year's and stuff this year that like yearly goal setting isn't as much of a thing anymore. But I still set yearly goals and I find that I don't often go back to them. So actually looking at it on a quarterly basis or setting a time, setting aside time in your calendar or something of that nature where you can take that step and go back and actually look at it and celebrate yourself, whether it's literally just looking at the list and being like, wow, I did all these things. I'm so proud. Or if you want to like pop a bottle of champagne or go out for a special dinner or whatever it is, I think that it's really important to have that that space in your life to celebrate your wins because it really is super impactful. And if you think about Jacqueline's episode, hopefully you listened to that too. She talked about setting intentions and this kind of falls within that is like set an intention for your week, set an intention for a time period, and then make sure to go back and check in on those intentions, whether it's the weekly thing or a monthly thing or a quarterly thing, or you can do it at all the different levels. If you're really up for it, <laughs> you really want to celebrate yourself with that which I highly encourage. So celebrate the wins. That is the roundup of planning and time management. Understand things are a juggle. Plan out your week. Try time blocking if you want. If not, try writing out your Sundays, your Sunday scaries list, and just put it throughout the week so that it all seems more manageable. Make adjustments based on where you're at, whether it's cycle syncing, or hustle space, or anything that you need, and then reflect back on those pieces and celebrate your wins. That's the end of that chapter. The next piece, which is kind of a tie-in from the first one to this one, is talking about rest. So rest, which I wrote in my notes in all caps, in case you're wondering, because I am so very bad at it, that (laughs) no matter how many podcasts I listen to, books written by leaders tell me rest is just something that I am not innately good at. I'm not good at curling, I'm not good at many athletic things, and I'm very bad at rest. So... (laughs) We're working through it together today it is something that i think i've been more focused on lately honestly i think that rest becomes more important in life if you feel burnout or if you're just your brain isn't triggered the way that mine is hopefully it is because then you just get to rest and not feel stressed or ashamed about it that is something that i'm working through But in my weekly planning, what I've been doing since I first started this is I've been trying to plan days where I don't need to be working after work. Super niche if you're not freelancing, having a podcast, doing whatever. But I feel like because I'm juggling so many things, I often let myself drop off. So my movement's going to drop off. My just relaxing is going to drop off. Have I watched a TV show in forever? No, except Lizzo's big girls. Something I've been thinking about is how amazing Lizzo is. But <laughs> oh boy, on a tangent tonight. In my weekly planning, I'm trying to plan days where I don't need to be working. So having schedules where it's written in my calendar or on my notepad or my to do list or whatever is something that tricks my brain into thinking that is something that I have to do and then I will do it. So having, you'll hear fitness influencers or whatever, say that a lot is like schedule in your workouts. And I was like, oh, that's so ridiculous, but it actually works. And it gives you time to focus on things. My friend Adam and I were talking probably months ago at this rate about some affirmations. And he said that ideas come to me when I make space for them. And to me, that clicked in my brain by thinking that When I make space that is away from my computer screen or away from my to-do list or away from all of the things that I'm thinking that I need to be doing, like going for a walk or making dinner or something like simple (laughs) or reading, it gives my brain time to actually make better thought. It seems weird. It's probably not psychologically correct, but in my head, I have come to the conclusion that when I allow my brain to make space and not have to be thinking or working on XYZ, it actually gives me the space to come back to it and give in thoughts and put those thoughts into practice. And then I actually do better work. In all honesty, it makes sense to take rest, which I'm learning and I'm getting that. Whatever. So that that is also something that Jacqueline talked about too. I think we I think I actually shared that quote on that episode. The other piece is being less focused on my goals for specific me time blocks. When I'm in a time blocking or I have it in my week or whatever, this is actually something that came up in a couple conversations that I've had since these podcast episodes, but it doesn't have to be that girl. Like, you don't have to be up at 5am doing whatever if that's not your vibe. You can still make time for you and do whatever makes you happy. So every single person in these three episodes talked about this. Sarah talked about how she relaxes by watching a reality TV show and scrolling. I really appreciated when Caitlin was talking about say, switching things up for your rest between your cycle and like having playful moments and living like things that you would have liked as a child and then moving into deep rest. And I thought that that was so beautiful to just think of rest in less rigid ways. It doesn't have to be, to me, I'm always like, oh, I'll do a workout because that's, that's what's good for me. And I have to do that because I have to fit this into this mold that (laughs) the world is making, which it does. It works really well for my mental health, but it's nice to also just be like, I'm just going to not do things and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And I think that that's the piece that I miss a lot of the time is I just have so much anxiety about things that no one else is worried about except for me a lot of the time (laughs) and it keeps me from being able to take a break from things or from just myself and so this weekend I actually took a full weekend off working I did not bring my computer I went away I had a lovely weekend at a cottage it was so great and I actually slept I took a nap I'm not a napper. I took a nap. It was lovely. I came home. I felt rested. I didn't turn on my computer on Sunday because I was like, you told yourself you're going to take a weekend off. And I actually did it. And I feel like I did more today on Monday than I did before because I had that time to myself. So if you can fill that in, I think that that's a really important thing is to have rest, do it, make plans for it if you need that. And then also let it be. If you're looking for movement, say you're gonna do movement for 30 minutes. It doesn't matter what the movement is. If you say that you're gonna take a break, it doesn't matter what the break is. You don't have to do like a green juice, whatever. If that makes you happy, that's amazing. But if there is something in your rest schedule that you think is going to bring you joy, try that. And I will try it with you and then we can report back to each other about how that is. I'm really loving the opportunity to get more curious through conversations with interesting people on the podcast. Would love to hear your thoughts on what's got you thinking if you ever want to chat about it on the pod hit me up we can do an episode thanks for listening and i will catch you with another interview next week we'll be talking about the lack of diversity in the wedding industry wedding trends or not trends (laughs) starting a business and more with the wedding designer and all-around wonderful human ethan gelt have a really great week and i will talk to you very soon